Hey guys, this is Dana from the X Classes 100 Cups of Coffee series, and we're back with another podcast episode, this time with the superstar Maddie LeBlanc. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Yep. Okay, yeah, cool. you got it. So basically, this chick, she is in my year of university. She goes to the University of Waterloo Environment and Resource Management Program. Third year? Yep. Okay, cool. And for the past four years now, she's been running this incredible... Um, fundraiser called Onboard, which essentially is for cancer research, and she's going to tell you all about it in a second. But what's really impressive is how this girl, she's my age, and she's getting sponsors on board with this thing. She's getting people in her community to rally about the cause for four years straight, which is amazing. And you've got the most positive attitude I think I've seen in anybody, so I (laughs) want to know about that. (laughs) Can you tell us a bit about yourself and sort of who you are and what's up? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, my name is Maddie LeBlanc, (laughs) and as you've already mentioned, I'm in my third year here uh, in Environment and Resource Studies, which is pretty cool. I love this program. I love studying the environment. Woo! Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm a Don over at St. Paul's, uh, so I feel very involved (laughs) in the Waterloo community. Um, I love being active. I love going for runs and (laughs) mostly paddling, (laughs) too. Yeah. Cool. So today we're going to take you guys through a couple of different topics. Um, Some are sort of tactical and you're going to get a really good how-to sense of how to get brands on board. Um, And another topic is all about mentality and how to stay positive and how to motivate people around you, which is super important. So I want to start by asking you, Maddie, so on board, it's been going on for four years. Can you tell me what triggered it? What happened? What is on board even? Yeah, okay, that's a great question. Um, So when I was 10 years old, my family and I were up north. Uh, We were on Lake Huron in Sable Beach, and we saw these two guys carrying these big, massive paddle boards. And we were, like, so intrigued. We were like, what is that? Like, what are those guys doing? And we saw them stand up, and they're paddling, and I was, like, mind blown like I was like I want to know what that is uh so later on when they got back on the beach my mom like encouraged me she's like go talk to them like go see like what those are so I was like okay (laughs) I was really scared at first but uh she nudged me a little bit so um yeah I went to go up to the guys and I asked them I said hey like like what is that (laughs) I was really really little really shy so it was like it was crazy like just (laughs) going up to these two strangers and being like what are you doing um and they were like oh these are stand-up paddle boards they're they're still kind of new um they're getting out there but would you like to try them and like from that moment I was like wow like my world was like forever changed (laughs) I immediately hopped on a board Uh, my brother and I got on one together and it was it was really neat like I was on the front and holding, like, the big giant paddle that was, like, twice the size of me, and, and my brother's, like, just sitting on the back, like, enjoying the ride, and when I got back on the beach, I, I looked at my parents, and I was, like, that is what I'm getting into, like, I'm going to buy a paddleboard when I get older, and... And so now yeah. stand-up paddleboarding is the basis of onboard, right? Yeah, exactly. Cool. Okay. Yeah, so that definitely, that moment was what sparked that interest to even like get into paddleboarding like a sport that is so new and still growing today which is pretty cool to see like the growth of it um and so, so how yeah. did the the idea for the cause and the actual fundraiser come up yeah so um that happened when i was 10 so in 2011 uh two friends of mine passed away from cancer 
uh, Lynn Lambert, who was 37. She was a local high school teacher. Uh, she passed away in March, and then later on that same year, Julia Turner, she was 15. Uh, she was one of my classmates. She went to Notre Dame with me. Uh, she passed away in December, on December 23rd. So definitely those two deaths were really, like, um, very overwhelming. Like, I didn't know how to handle them passing away. And after I got into paddle boarding, um, like, the first time I got out on the canal, the idea to, like, give back in honor of them came to my head. Like, I was like, what if? And I you're from that. a small city, right? Yes. Yeah, Welland is about 50,000 people, so it's not, like, too, too small, but it kind of has that small town feel because everybody really, like, knows everybody, and we're such a tight-knit community. So uh, lots of people felt that loss. Yeah, yeah, like, because Lynn was a high school teacher um, at Centennial, like, she had a lot of students who were, like, impacted by her, um, so everybody in that community felt it. Uh, Julia was a huge player in the Welland community. Like, uh, she went to Notre Dame. Her parents were teachers there, too. So, like, not only our Notre Dame family, but, like, everybody else felt it, too. Um, her favorite charity was the Hope Center, which is, like, a place, like, that her dad is, like, really in charge of. And so, like, that charity impacting the Welland community, too, felt her loss. So, really... Um, Everyone in Welland felt them when they left. Like, it was really hard. Okay, and so Onboard, how does it work? Yeah, so what Onboard is, it is a 10-kilometer stand-up paddle ride down the Welland Canal. So it's kind of like a Terry Fox run where you run 10K, but instead you paddle 10 kilometers. And all of the funds are raised for brain cancer research, uh, and all the money goes to the Canadian Cancer Society. Super cool. And yeah. over the years, how many people have you seen come and go? Yeah, so last year was a little bit of a lower turnout, but usually it averages to about 100 people who come and, and go throughout the day and try paddle boarding and, or actually do the whole 10 kilometers with me. It's, it's pretty cool. That's really exciting. Um, yeah. Maybe this is a personal question, but how much have you guys raised so far? And have you seen that amount growing? And have you seen, um, I guess, what are the successes that you've seen with this fundraiser? What are the milestones that you've hit along the way so far? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So even though like kind of like how I just mentioned, like sometimes the turnout goes a little bit down as years go on, we keep raising more and more money than ever, which is so cool. And the support for it grows like the amount of sponsors I get every year grows. Um, we've raised about $15,000 in total. Woo! Um, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. So like that is that's huge for me. Like I never would have guessed like four years ago being in the spot and being like, yeah, like we raised that much money. So I think that is so cool. And I think like a huge milestone for getting out of on board is the connections that I've made. Like all the people that I've gotten to meet and paddlers and sponsors and other people who are affected by cancer is really, really rewarding to hear their stories and get to see okay. these other stories. Like the first year I did on board, I think I had like three sponsors like that's it and I mean that doesn't sound like a whole heck of a lot but to me that was a big deal just having three people you behind were how me. old at that point I was 17 okay. when I started it yeah
So just bringing this out into maybe life examples and sort of life learnings, if there's something that you're always wondering, oh, is it worth it? I'm sort of nervous to do it. And I, like a lot of us 20-year-olds are in that position all the time, mm-hmm. whether that's for a fundraiser or that's for, oh, God, I don't know, anything else that we want to try that means putting ourselves out there. Do you have any advice? Yes, definitely talking to people. Like communicate with someone. Have have your parents, have your friends, have teachers, professors, like don't be afraid to reach out to the resources that you have and just explain your idea. Like again, as as crazy as you think you may seem or how out of the box the idea may may seem, I think it's always worth taking that chance. What happens if someone says they don't like your idea? I think you should talk to more than one person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think don't let that stop you too. Like if you feel like, okay, like, if you come out of that conversation and you don't feel good about it, I think you should, like, maybe head back to the drawing board, see, like, maybe take their opinion into consideration, but also be realistic with what you thought, too, in the first place. Like, what motivated you to go after that job or... or so, like, take to, everyone's yeah. opinion with a grain of salt, almost? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a different way of getting buy-in, your friends versus sponsors? Like, how easy was it to get your friends to attend the event and to donate money and participate and help you organize it? Mm -hmm. Is that easier? Um, I would actually have to say sponsors were kind of a little bit easier, as funny as that sounds. Do tell. Um, Yeah, so um, my first sponsor that I reached out to was Osmosis. So I'll never forget. Again, I was so nervous. I'm, like, shaking. And who's Osmosis? So Osmosis is a locally owned stand-up paddleboard company uh, located in Port Dalhousie. Um, yeah, so their story is kind of neat too because when I started on board, um, I started organizing it in January of 2014. And later on that year, I read a newspaper article about Osmosis and their shop opening up in downtown. So I was like, oh, like that's a, that would be like a cool company to reach out to. Um, so yeah, they were the first ones that I called. And you, okay, so you called, what do you say? Do you, did you have Mm -hmm. a strategy like who you called specifically in that company? I want to hear all the details about this. Yeah, yeah. So when I called, I, again, I I was so nervous too, because I just thought, how am I going to say this, right? Like, how am I going to ask, hey, like, can you give me money to (laughs) like do this? Um, so yeah, so I called and, um, someone picked up the phone. I I think it was a young girl. I, I don't know who she was, but I said, hi, like, can I talk to the owner? Like, I was so, like, unprofessional. <laughs> like, I look back on that now being like, wow, but... You got yeah, it, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she's like, okay, one second. So she gets this guy on the phone, and so now I'm talking to the owner named Daryl, and I'm like, hey. And I, I think it took me, like, just a couple minutes to, like, process. Like, I was like, okay, now what am I going to say, right? Like, now the moment's here. <laughs> um, so I think I said something along the lines of... Um, like, I explained to him what I was doing for onboard, um, but I told him, like, straight up, I said, I don't have any sponsors. <laughs> Would you like to sponsor? Uh, I said, I love stand-up paddleboarding, and I see that you're a new paddling company, like, located here. Like, I'm from the region. I love it. And Daryl just was like, yep, yep. He's like, I'll do it. Like, just right away. Like, no hesitation. He just was like, yep. Why do you think he said yes? Uh, probably, I think... 
because the fundraiser has to do with stand-up paddleboarding, I think that probably caught his attention, okay, first so of all. So did you put his uh, logo on a t-shirt? Like, what was the benefit to him? Yeah, so actually what he helped me do for Onboard and has been helping me do for the past three years is he helps host the free sub demos that take place at the starting point. So not only did his logo go on the t-shirts and on all the posters I made and like social media and out there on that platform, but he also got to be a part of the event. Daryl, you smart cookie. Yeah. He's got free product demos that he just sneaks in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so like they're like people get to try his boards. So. And is your strategy more evolved now? Because okay, so how many brands do you have on board now? You started with a couple. What are you at now? Fourth yeah. year. Yeah, so I'm about around ten sponsors now. That's so, freaking cool. And yeah. I know you mentioned before you've got Osmosis, you got Sport Check in there, Surf Dreams Canada. Can you tell us? A little bit about how you got these guys on board, because I know, for example, Sport Check is kind of big. Mm-hmm. Like it's a bit of a big fish. So can you tell us about what you did to reach out to them and how you did it? Yeah, for sure. Um, so every single sponsor, basically, like once I reached out to Osmosis, he actually helped me get those other sponsors because of how they're all connected in the stand-up paddling and surf community. So it was a little bit easier to like tell my story to them and for them to be on board. Like, did you just have like Daryl on board, yeah. on board. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but did you mention to Daryl, like, did you ask him to get these introductions or was he just totally proactive? Yeah, very, um, I would say like proactive. Like we would just be in his shop. We'd be talking about like one of his new boards that he just modeled and he'd be like, yeah, like I just sold this to surf the greats. And I would be like, oh, like who surfed the greats? And then it started a conversation and then he's like, oh, like you should, you should reach out to them. So I was like, okay. Is there a takeaway here? Yeah, I I definitely think communication is key. And again, like, just listening to people's stories and, and passions. Like, if I didn't go in the shop that day, and, and if Daryl didn't tell me about that new board, I wouldn't have even heard about Surf the Grades. So I think just keeping a very open mind and really paying attention to what people are saying. Like, I know it's kind of hard in, like, the world we live in now. We're so, like, focused on so many little things, but... But yeah, I okay. think, yeah. And how many, okay, so you got 10 sponsors on board. I'm sure you didn't just reach out to those 10. Uh, for everybody listening who thinks either it's super easy or thinks it's impossible, how many people did you reach out to total so far? I want people to know that it's not a one-shot yeah. sort of wonder <laughs> thing that happens. Yeah, for sure. I have probably reached out to maybe at least 50 sponsors <laughs> and yeah, I get a lot of rejections as well. Um, I think what I've learned about sponsors the most is, like, stay local. Don't be afraid to reach out to the people who are closest in your community. Because um, bigger companies, I mean, Sportcheck is kind of, like, an exception. But um, I've, like, reached out to, like, Oakley or, like, Rip Curl and, like, Billabong, like, bigger brand name, like, surf companies as well, too. And they all just kind of shoot it down for sport check like i used to work at the location in the seaway mall so back at home so start with the connections you've got don't try going Mm -hmm. crazy be realistic yeah Yeah. like if you work at a company like that like talk to your old manager like i haven't seen him in years but he was so on board with with getting on board (laughs) i love how much this (laughs) point um but yeah like i think that is definitely way more successful than say if i were to shoot um I don't know, marketing department, an email. And is it 
scary or stressful reaching out to someone and promoting a cause that you're running and sort of putting yourself out there like that? Mm-hmm. It definitely was at first because of how heavily, for example, again, with sponsors, like I was relying on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that like I have a good base, I feel like there's not so much to lose anymore. Um, but Would you tell yeah. yourself anything when you were starting out? Like today's Maddie, would you mm-hmm. give advice to yourself? from three, four years ago? I think rejection is, again, like something else, too, that that motivated me to keep making Onboard better and to reach out to even more people. Like, okay, that company doesn't like it. All right, move on. Find someone else. And to keep It's that simple. Out. Just move yeah. on, find someone else. Don't dwell on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. For sure. And now let's go into more of your personal life. I've asked around about you, and that's what everyone says. Sweetest girl, super positive all the time. What's your frame of mind? What are maybe some mottos that you use on a daily basis when either something doesn't go the way you plan necessarily or, you know, this happens to everyone. Well, how do you deal with it? Yeah, um, I definitely think, like, bringing it back to, like, Lynn and Julia and, like, the values that they had, like, in their lives and, and what they taught, I think the biggest thing I got out of them and their passing is that life is too short. Like, you just, you have to live every day <laughs> to the fullest, like, as cheesy as it sounds. I I don't think there's there's time to waste on silly things or... What kinds like, of things yeah. are silly? Yeah. What should people just mm. throw out of their heads in terms of stress that just isn't worth it at our age? Yeah. Um, okay, definitely, like, if you're in co-op and you're trying to find a job, as, oh, <laughs> as big yeah. as that sounds... I, I was super stressed the first year I did it. Yeah. But now I look back on my first year and I think, like, okay, you just, you need to be confident in the skills you have and just know that, like, again, like, as I said before, okay, uh, the job that you didn't get hired, okay, that's fine, move on. Like, try to apply somewhere else. Reach out to other people. Don't just look on Waterloo Works or JobMine, what it used to be called. Like, Don't I, just yeah. rely on that system? Yeah. Like, have faith that you will get a job and, <laughs> and it'll be okay and everything will work out in the end and and even if you don't get a job like there's other options you can volunteer you can you can go back home and you can work part-time for a bit like it's it's not the end of the world so I remember my first year and I was always afraid so you're talking about this really good balance between working hard but then also not freaking out and having that faith and kind of relaxing just a bit yeah so I used to always air especially first year university when you go and you think everything's so important yeah Um, I I erred on the side of do everything you humanly physically possibly can and what it translated to was a like a okay I don't want to swear but it was a shit ton of stress and anxiety on me to the point where um so my program I don't know how yours works but we didn't actually have co-op built into it the first summer Oh, yeah, no, we didn't either. Yeah, we had the first summer off. So I thought, okay, well, most likely I'm going to have to find, like, a camp counselor job or I'm going to have to find, like, a serving job. I did not want that at all. I was like, no, I'm going to be like the engineers. I'm going to work in an office. (laughs) So I spent forever applying, and I think I blogged about this on my last blog, but basically I went into the interview. There's two rounds. So first round I made it through, waiting between the first round and the second round to get my, just even to know whether I made it in. I would I could be watching TV and I would be physically shaking. Like I would have yeah. tremors. I don't know if you've ever gone through that. 
Yeah. But that is not healthy. Please, like, do not do that to yourselves. Yeah, not don't don't stress about COVID. Yeah, no. no. First of all, I didn't end up getting the job. Yeah, um, the stress <laughs> oh, was so not worth it. Yeah. Number two, I uh, got a job at Jack Astor's instead. Which at first you think, oh shit, like that sucks. But then you realize you're making twenty two bucks an hour after tips. Mm-hmm. I made more money than I would have made. Um, I only worked for like three three and a half months, and then I like I went to Cuba. I bought tuition for the next term for myself without worrying about having to take a student loan. So, mm-hmm. guys, everything works out. Maybe not the way that you want it to, but it yeah. will. Sorry to, like, stick my yeah. own agenda in there, but that is <laughs> super important. No. And there's actually a post about that on the blog. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're super positive. Um, you say to have a good balance. And I'm just wondering, has anyone, maybe a friend, come to you with any sort of... I don't know, problem, whether that was professional or personal that you just, you really identified with and that you wanted to maybe put that out as an example of how to stay positive? Yeah. Um, Or maybe it's in your own life too. Like if it was a stressful situation, how exactly did you deal with it? Bringing it back to co-op first year, like the same thing, like really, really stressful. But like what happened with me through that whole process is I applied to like five jobs I think in the first round because I didn't really understand yeah how it worked so I was like oh no and when the second round came up I was like wow I, I'm screwed I totally screwed myself over so like wow was I ever super stressed and did, at that point we thought that going into continuous round or second round was oh my god like god forbid right we yeah. thought you had to get a first round. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm done. Like I'm screwed. And I remember going home too and talking to my mom, and I was like, it, like, should I drop out of co-op? Like I, I actually considered it. I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll just lifeguard for the next few summers until I graduate. Like, I'll whatever. St- yeah, I'll still work, but yeah, I just won't be like in the areas I want. And she was like, okay, yeah, that that's one option. But she's like, but I, I think you should still keep going. And and I remember being like, oh, okay, <laughs> like, uh, I guess I'll try. Um, yeah, so then that's kind of like when I took matters into my own hands. Um, what did you do? I actually reached out to the city of Welland because I used to lifeguard for them. And yeah, this would have been after Onboard's first year. So everybody kind of like knew me around there now because benefits city of halls doing yeah. stuff in the community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really not that big. So yeah, the community again, it's pretty tight. So I called up human resources and I said, hey, like, do you have any job in City Hall? Like, I said, it doesn't even matter, like, what department. Like, I don't care. Like, do you have any jobs? And they were like, okay, like, we may have something in engineering, but we'll get back to you. What? And I remember being like, oh, no, because, like, I am not an engineering person, right? (laughs) Like, I'm like, oh, no, environment. But I was like, okay. Like, if it's a job, it's a job. So then a couple days later, they got back to me, and they were like, hey, like, we have an opening in finance. Like, do you want to work in finance? And in my mind, I was like... Uh, like I was just I I was so sad but at the same time I was like you know what no like don't don't be sad like it's a job like just take it it'll count for credit and it'll be worth it in the end but it took myself a lot of convincing like it wasn't just something that totally right. popped into my mind it was really what was the experience like yeah it turned out to be a lot better than what I thought so kind of like with you and, and waitressing it yeah. was just like the people I met, um, what I learned, I feel like I'm a pro at Excel now. <laughs> um, that is way yeah. more important than we it, give it credit for. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Like once I got into that job, I was like, wow, like this is what it's used for. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, like, so going through that experience really opened my eyes to be like, okay, life doesn't work out in a certain order all the time, but you just have to learn how to take it as each wave comes, you know, like just get over that hill and you'll figure it out when the next one comes. And it's okay if that's a humbling experience, like you don't... Mm -hmm realistically we're at Waterloo and we think that we're the shit because we're in co-op and we're surrounded by these engineers who get flown out to like California to work for these big companies we're 20 years old we really don't know anything about life and I'm like I'm sorry to say guys but it's true and basically Mm -hmm. it's okay to still pay our dues until we're 25 30 that's what people did 10 years ago I think Mm Yeah, like, I think it's, again, like, it's the balance of being realistic, but also going after your passions. So, like, with that first job, I was upset that I didn't get a job in the environment field. I was like, oh, like, this isn't going to help me in real life. Like, what what am I doing? Am I going to be wasting my time? But then real life kicks in, and it's like, no, like, it's a job. It's still experience. Like, take what you can from it yeah. and, and learn as you go, right? Like, I ended up working with, like, water bills and wastewater bills, so now I know how, like, sewage system works and, like, how much people are paying, and, and that's an important part that's really of life, important. right? Like, yeah. maybe not so, so much necessarily, like, specific environment or, like, environmental But again, issue, you never but... know where you'll end mm-hmm. up, which is the beauty of it. Like, I didn't, so I used to be in a French immersion program, and the school was further than the regular English program would be. And I didn't want to wake up early. I don't want to do that. And I thought, when am I going to use French? Like, I speak English every day, all day. And lo and behold, my first co-op I spent in Montreal, Quebec. And part, yeah. of, the re- like, the part of the reason that I did well at that job was because I understood when my bosses switched over into French just casually. Yeah. So you never know. Nothing is ever wasted, which is the, it's a really good lesson, I think, mm-hmm. to hear. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I feel bad I strayed from, like, your original question. No, you know what? Like, I, this is the kind of conversation that I think is useful. And Mm -hmm. I think that um, if we stuck to the script, it wouldn't be as awesome. Yeah. This is cool. For sure. Is there anything else you want to, okay, okay. (laughs) Um, Any advice on confidence? Oh, yeah. Like, what's your, what's your mindset on it? Yeah. And insecurity um, at the same time, because I guess they go together. You know, actually, that's a that's a really good question, because um, I have struggled a lot with confidence and and all of that insecurity <laughs> Let's lot. talk about it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So um, when I was in first year, I, okay, this may sound like really weird, but like I yeah. hit puberty in first year. So like I was super, super late. So okay. my body was changing a lot. And I was like, oh my God, like what is happening? <laughs> and with that, I remember thinking like, oh, do people, like, think I'm not hot or, like, I'm not attractive? And, like, things like that always kind of, like, were in the back of my mind. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, and I got glasses a couple years earlier, so I was like, oh, do I look like this fat nerd person? (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, it was was awful. Like, uh, again, I look back on that and being like, wow, like, why did you think that way? But what I did in first year, unfortunately. um, But then, again, just, like, with paddleboarding, like, every time I stepped on a board... I felt like all of that went away. Like, I felt so strong and so confident that I could move my body across the water the way I could. And, like, I don't know, it just, everything faded. So then when I came back to school in second year, I tried to take that mentality to school. Like, I was like, okay, I need to, like, try to feel how I feel on the water, feel it in school, feel it in everything you do. What's the feeling? Is it, can you describe it? It's like... I, I think it's, um, yeah, I, 
okay, I think it's not having eyes on you. Like, I think it's just forgetting about the world around you and, like, yeah, being aware of your surroundings. Like, again, if you're on the water, like, be aware of, like, the conditions you're in or, like, where you are. And by the way, when you're paddling, do you have time to look at other people paddling and judge them? Um, in races, kind of. Okay. Like, I got into the racing last year, so my stroke and everything has definitely changed mm-hmm. dramatically in the in the last year. Like, that is... But when you're there, huge. are you focusing on yourself or other yeah. people as well? Yeah. Um, not, not so much, no. Like, I mean, I kind of look at them and I'll see, like, okay, that's what they're doing. But then I just go right back to the zone and I'm just like, okay, like, just finish this race. Or when I'm on the canal, I'm out there by myself most of the time yeah. uh, sometimes my dad will come with me but like we're pretty chill together so it's nice but yeah like when I'm out there I don't I don't feel like like no one's judging me no one's watching me I can just do what I love and and have fun doing it <laughs> so cool. yeah like I think I just needed to take that into school like I needed to think like okay stop thinking about what other people may be thinking of you like just just focus on yourself and yeah like respect yourself first before anything else I feel like and this is something I learned at work before I applied it to my own personal life but um, I was so worried when I submitted assignments that oh my god is it okay like is this okay is this okay is my boss always watching me Um, do I look like I'm working hard enough Mm -hmm. and then you realize people care more about their own work than they do about your work like that's their priority first yeah and it's I feel like it's the same like I'm everyone else is too busy thinking about themselves to focus on your insecurities and your flaws. No one notices this stuff. Yeah. And I think that, like, that moment of realization, right? You're just kind of like, oh, my goodness. Like, why was I worrying about that? <laughs> does it, like, oh. is this a hackable moment of realization? Or does it just hit you at some point and you can't explain how you got there? Because that's what happened for me. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's kind of the second thing. Like, I think it's really, like, it just kind of comes one day naturally. Like... Even sometimes, like, I, I still feel it. Like, sometimes I still feel, like, oh, like, a little insecure. But yeah. I, I think that's okay. I think a little bit is fine, but I think when it starts to, like, really take over, that's when it's, like, okay, no. <laughs> I'm um, curious what everyone else is thinking. And have you guys gone through that yet? Have you gotten over that hump of insecurity and figured out that no one gives a shit or not? That's cur- Like, comment down below if you can on whatever platform that we're doing this on. Um, yeah question when is onboard happening yeah so this year it's going to be on sunday july 2nd when where is it it is at the penn financial community center flatwater center there's a lot of words in that name (laughs) welland yeah yeah welland ontario which is close to niagara falls (laughs) okay so if you're from waterloo or toronto for example how do you get there like is it is it a bus like is it accessible more or less um yeah yeah, like, I'm not too sure how buses are in the summer for Waterloo, okay. but I know from Toronto we have, like, a Union, okay. I think, uh, Union Station bus terminal. There's okay. a bus that goes straight from Toronto to the region. Okay, cool. So yeah. it is accessible. Yeah. Awesome. And how can we find you on social? Yeah. Okay, so on Facebook, <laughs> um, you can type in facebook.com slash Maddie's Ride on Board. And that's um, M-A-D-D-I? Yep, M-A-D-D-I-S and then ride on board um on instagram you can find me at maddie three leblanc so again just an i (laughs) no e (laughs) and on twitter i'm maddie leblanc 17 
Okay. So again, just the I know you. What's your favorite platform? Yeah. Oh. What do you like? Okay, I use Facebook the most, but I love Instagram. I love posting pictures of me paddling and and other adventures. So nice. <laughs> yeah, follow me on Insta. <laughs> That's where it's at. Cool. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to go over? I'm just like, yeah. was there something that I cut you off on? Maybe that. No, I. I don't think so. I I think like we hit a lot of really good points. I'm like, really impressed. Yeah. This is good. Like, I think there's things we talked about that, like, I didn't think we would. No, I think but that's so cool. I'm glad you that know? you answered the questions. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, I guess we'll have to sign off then. Yeah. Um, by the way, guys, we only met recently, me and Maddie. So, this is... Okay. So Like, literally way, last week. <laughs> on, on the topic of doing things. So, just the fact that Maddie's got a podcast... Uh, I've got a podcast, but it's not <laughs> a fundraiser. Um, I run a blog. Like, I've met so many incredible people from the blog. Half of my jobs I got because I run this blog. You and I met because I run this blog. And then on your end, the fundraiser, like, how much has it gotten you? Just personal life value. Oh. And career value. Because yeah. clearly, you know, with the city, you got your first job that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It, Onboard has given me so much. Like, again, the connections that... I make with people are insane. Like, if I didn't reach out to Daryl, I wouldn't have other sponsors. Um, if I didn't get into paddleboarding, I wouldn't have even started on board. Um, if I didn't start on board, I wouldn't be in the sup racing scene, which is something that is like taking over my life now. Like, <laughs> like I'm going to Carolina Cup in April, so I'm Whoa. like super stoked for that. Whoa. Yeah, okay. yeah. So like, it's just oh, paddleboarding and and everything that has come with on board has completely changed my life it it's changed it in like careers it's changed it in my confidence it's changed it in so many ways like I I can't list everything (laughs) and you're not a celebrity I'm not a celebrity like we're not on some world class scale what we do doesn't need to be it still brings us value in our everyday lives which is insane Yeah. yeah like especially with on board like raising money for those families and like, actually, this past year in February, I or <laughs> last month in February, I met um, this girl named McKenna Modler, and she is still going through, like, a brain cancer treatment. Like, right now, like, she's um, she's going out strong with it. Like, she's doing really well. Um, but to see someone like that who's still surviving and, like, to meet people like that and to see that, like, you can beat it, like, that, I think, is value. That is so important and like you said you don't need to be a celebrity you don't need to have this amazing upskill platform I think I think it's really in the small connections like like meeting you and how much respect like we have for each other now like like I think that's something that's going to last a long time and we're going to continue to get coffees oh yeah yeah Yeah. or chai lattes yes that was so good (laughs) yeah Yeah. okay um we're gonna sign off with that guys thanks so much for listening for Um, your time I know that you could be listening to any other podcast right now but you're listening to two 20 year old girls chat it up did I say girls (laughs) you're listening to two 20 year old girls chat it up and point is keep your eyes peeled for the next podcast Um, you know go follow Maddie on social if you want to learn more about onboard even if you can't attend I think it's freaking awesome just to follow how she grows this thing and I guess I'll see you I can't promise next week but we'll see you guys soon. Um, oh, Maddie, what's your definition of success? What does that mean to you? Oh, definition of success. Yeah, I ask everybody oh, this. Yeah. 
Okay, definition of success. I think it is achieving your personal goals and dreams. So I think even if it's something that is super small in the eyes of other people, if it means a lot to you and it's important to you and you, you've you got there, I think that's that's what success is. Okay, screw the other people, guys. Have an <laughs> awesome day. Um, enjoy, and thanks for following the X class. Uh, oh, and also, if you're not following, follow the X class on Instagram. Dana the X, the X class. Oh, my God, I'm terrible today. Dana the X class <laughs> on Twitter. And I do not have a Facebook page yet because my Facebook account got deleted. So that needs to be reset up. But have an awesome day, guys.